It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who knows at the worst if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Theodore and Roosevelt This is From the Ground Up, the story of me starting my reptile business. So I guess this is going to be my second episode. I had a recorded an episode with my girlfriend, and it turned out uh, the computer died when, at the end of it when we were doing it. And then uh, it did save, and then somehow closed out and got out, which is fine because, honestly, it was just, like, seriously personal, and it was probably only entertaining for us. And it was much more like a couple's therapy than a podcast. So, yeah. So this one I'm just going to do real quick because when I do the one with her, uh, you know, we have to both be not working, and she's got school and stuff, so... We just got to arrange it so we are both available and I can set up the microphones and make sure all that jazz. With this one, I just kind of talking to the microphone, which makes it a lot easier. So I'm just going to go over, uh, I'll probably do periodic updates of just things that are going on reptile related. Did uh, have a rodent bill for which uh, it's probably about a month with a, with a small collection. I mean, I probably, this lasts at least a lot. A month for me, but uh, I get my rodent from Big Cheese Rodent Factory, and uh, I live in Dallas, so that's right in Fort Worth. So it's a uh, maybe from where I am, a forty-five minute drive, and quite frankly, like some of the best quality I've had as far as um, they freeze them and they're all kind of separated. Seems like they're frozen separate, and then each pack has like it will say. Uh, 50 large pinky mice on it or 25 jumbo mice on it. So I don't have to do the guessing game as to like, are these the smalls or the mediums? And also they're all pretty well within the same, uh, within the same size. So that's also makes it uh, much easier to tell. So I got a bunch of pinky mice for 50 of them, 15 bucks, 50 frozen hopper mice, mice for $25. 25 adult mice, 1375. And uh, jumbo mice, 25 of them for 20 bucks. And some small rats, uh, 15 in a pack, and it was 2175. So, what that that's a reflection of pretty much what I'm feeding. And plus, it's winter, so I'm feeding uh, much less. But I do have some colubrids that I'm still feeding. Uh, pretty readily you know just a male who is pretty undersized 
I'm just trying to get him to a uh, a normal weight, and I think he's at that right now. But it took a little while, so so that's why I was kind of I was feeding him every three days. I mean the the guy that I got him from um, said that the female ate everything, and the male he couldn't really get him to eat that well. And you could tell when I got him in, um, but I did do tuna scenting on some pinky mice and he was taking two or three at a time recently he's just been taking one but if i do that every three days he uh he looks pretty solid so yeah that's pretty much that i did have a uh my green tree python had a prolapse which i think it was honestly because i'd gone up in mouse size to what i was feeding and um stayed probably in the same amount, maybe once a week, maybe sometimes if something else wasn't eating, I was giving them that mouse, which is always, uh, which meant that it was happening quicker. So I was feeding a little bit more frequently, I think. And, um, so there was a prolapse and, uh, I did, most people say sugar water and put it on the prolapse, but I didn't really want to do any, uh, any hobby science per se as far as uh taking any chances so i just went to the vet and let's see i mean at the whole vet visit it costs 196.52 which i mean it's a u.s captive born and bred uh green tree python honestly in order just to be safe 200 dollars plus you know, it's just one of my favorite animals so i'm not crying about that at all and actually the stitches he did get a uh, stitch to keep the prolapse from falling back out and um i did take that stitch out uh yesterday and uh i don't know it doesn't look super normal and it he looks a little dehydrated and stuff like that he not responding the best but i mean we will see but it says here uh lidocaine injection was $36 I don't even want to say that. Uh, Bupa Vacane injection, $36.02. Laceration repair, which is the suture or the stitch, $60.50. Examination, which if you've ever been to the vet, they give you a fee just for showing up. And for this one, it was $64. And yeah, it comes to $196.52 part of our life and our responsibility i think as uh, reptile keepers i mean some people try to do as much as they can by themselves which i totally understand but uh i just felt like with that particular animal i wanted to get things done the right way to give it the best chance yeah i think it's safe to acknowledge the fact that uh, we are keeping live animals and stuff like that happens i mean it's it's part of our lives and it's things we have to deal deal with on a uh, on a regular basis, and I mean you can't let it get you down. Therefore, I'm just trying to keep on going, and uh, I am saving some money. Probably gonna get a rack, start uh, getting some more animals. Right now, I mean I haven't gotten animals for quite a while. I did get a uh, pair of hognose het snows, a male and a female, and uh, that ran me about three hundred bucks which I thought honestly was a great deal and that female I hope to have her up at size uh, next year and the male will definitely be there so yeah I just want to get a uh, more colubrids going 
as far as uh, getting more colubrids in the collection. But also, you know, I got to account thermostats and racks, and I really want to get all the herp stats and herp stat fours because I I have had the uh, the other ones. What is it? Uh, Vivarium electrics, and that's what I've always used. I've just had way too many of them break on me, and um, I don't really know how to fix them, and they seem to just be straight from China, so it just seems like the herb stats have a uh, have a longer life as well as, they're a little bit more expensive, but it'll be worth it, and when I do buy it, I want to buy the herb stat for, you know, it ends up being a little bit, I think it's like 350 or something, I don't really know, but... um. It ends up being a lot cheaper if you go the four route than if you bought a bunch of ones. So, I, and plus, I'd like to keep them all on a, uh, like to keep them all on the th- same thermostat, as many as possible, be efficient as possible, and cost effective as possible. So that's really my game plan there. Just wanted to wrap up this uh, quick episode. Just something I wanted to get out there so I could launch the podcast. Because honestly, when I lost that episode with my girlfriend. Um, I decided not to launch it probably for, it probably took a week off, so I figured I might as well just do something, put it out there, and it's the second episode, so hopefully no one's listening anyway. Anyway, uh, look up Port City Pythons, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, who cares, and I will uh, see you guys next time.